Okay, welcome back to The Good, The Bad and The Natty. Um, little personal announcement. So uh, we've actually tried to film a podcast already, but um, yeah, Tom messed it up. He just... Shut the fuck up. You're the one in control of the recording. Yeah, um, yeah so basically, didn't charge my stuff up. Um, everything went. So we decided to do a better one. But what was quite funny, it was, it was a little bit of a crap one anyway, but what was oh, really yeah. funny was we, sorry? Yeah, no, it was pretty crap. Yeah, we, we essentially, um, we, we got to the end and I said, all right then, and like, just, just we were going to ramble for a little bit longer, but I went, okay, I think that's about it, or something like that. Yeah. And I said, oh, and we're done, aren't we now? And, and as I was saying, we're Literally, he <laughs> just cut off, yeah. But um, we're back. And we've got a really interesting one for you today. Uh, so I hope you're going to enjoy this one. Um, Tom, would you like to introduce Natalie? Because I think you're yeah, a bit so better. Got, um, so I, I asked, actually, to be fair, I think we I asked her a while back, but we wanted to get on a female bodybuilder. Um, and we're going to talk about female bodybuilding in general. And obviously now that it's come back and it's at the Olympia, um, and then obviously all the all the UK and European shows will have female bodybuilder as a uh, class. So it's not just going to be stopped at physique as the absolute you know maximum amount of muscularity. Um, and I figured it'd be a good idea to get on one of my clients, Natalie, who's tw- twenty three or twenty four now. Twenty four. Twenty four. So she's twenty four and she's a female bodybuilder. I don't mean like toned figure or fig- fig- um, athletic figure or trained. She is full on female bodybuilder size. Um, so. I mean, I mean, you dumbbell row more than like me, so. <laughs> I think I weigh fifty at the minute, so you another, just add another twenty kilos on, and then. Twenty uh... kilo on top, and that's that's dumbbell row. But yeah, so <laughs> Natalie, if you'd like to introduce yourself. Um. Yeah, I'm Natalie Edmondson. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's the end. That's the end. We'll go home. That was cool. Um. um no. Okay. So that. I think Caitlin's got a handful of she wanted to fire over to you yeah uh, so did you want to start those and we'll just go through that work our way through and then we can talk about female bodybuilding after we're done or in between or whatever yeah um so first question how did you get into bodybuilding i think this is a question that everyone gets asked at some point but um how did you get into it yourself um so i got into it through being anorexic um i didn't choose to do bodybuilding I didn't really know what bodybuilding was Mm. um but when I was sort of getting better from anorexia I joined the gym um this was 2014 and um I was still sort of stuck in the sort of cardio and restricting my food intake um but eventually I started to I don't really know what it was something just mentally I started to try out the weights a bit more and then bit by bit, I sort of tried to eat a little bit more. And then something just like a light bulb moment. And I just started focusing more on the weights, less on the cardio. Mm. Um, and then it just progressed and the passion just got stronger each time. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Because um, I've, I've done a podcast about this myself. I never went to the doctor, so to speak, and got a diagnosis, but when I was like year eight, year nine sort of time, I um, started going to the gym, just like similar to you in that sense. I'd, I don't know, it just, whenever food would come up, it'd always be like, not a touchy su- subject, but 
yeah I, I i don't know if it makes sense if anyone's listened to my podcast it was um like the relationship with food just was not great at all i'd get like nervous around it when i wasn't in control so to speak but i think that gym helped a lot so it's really great to hear that you all all of a sudden sort of had that you know gym sort of helped you in that regard if it is that is that the kind of thing that you're trying to get across um, yeah, I think the it was more physical. Yeah, it was the sort of the physical side that helped me sort right. of eat, in a sense. Yeah, no, that's cool. Definitely. Well, that is great because I think a lot of people um, will get into it um, nowadays through social media, um, and it's I don't know. It's I don't know how to word it to be honest with you, but um, it's really great that you've done that to be honest with you i think it's i think it's good when when women obviously come from sort of like a, a, an eating disorder or on the verge of an eating disorder mm. and they go over towards bodybuilding and realistically the, the, they probably still have that disorder or a different one to a degree but it's far healthier for them to be eating six oh, yeah. meals a day that they eat at a specific time and they only eat certain foods because as long as they're actually eating this is far better than just not eating at all or barely eating enough to survive and then going and doing five hours of cardio just to burn off those calories that you you know what i mean so and just just really messing up your body realistically bodybuilding yeah it might not be the healthiest sport or or the healthiest thing psychologically to do with the relationship towards food but i think it's far greater to far well it's far better to be in this state than it is to be to, to, to be bulimic or anorexic or, or just anything horrendous along those lines yeah um, there's a sen- sense of control i think yeah I definitely think the the mental side of being anorexic. I, I, I believe that anorexia is more mental than it is physical, even though it makes physical changes. Um, do, do you mean think, in the mental aspect of the control over your food rather than the actual look of your physique? Well, it's, it depends on the individual. But for me, I never actually looked in the mirror and thought I was fat. I never actually sort of looked in the mirror and thought anything. I just had this sort of drive in me mentally that I had to I'm a very like religious like not actual religious but like routine type of person um, and I have to do things almost robotically because that's just how I sort of focus better and just deal with life in general and I think um, for me I sort of looked to the wrong thing by going through anorexia it was sort of an obsession over health but then it sort of turned the wrong way yeah. So you I don't think it ever actually it, does yeah. leave you, and that's why I actually have channeled that same energy, but it's into bodybuilding, which I personally think is a much better approach than what I was doing, because yeah, I definitely. definitely think if I continued, I mean, the weight I was and the pain that I had in my body with being so underweight, I probably honestly wouldn't have lasted that much longer. Yeah, how how light did you get, Natalie? If you don't mind me asking, I, I'm trying to work out sort of how um, much. I think I was about eighteen or going on to nineteen. Yeah. Um, and I was about six stone, so about thirty kilogram. Wow. Mm. And you're now, and you're now, you're ninety, aren't you? You're ninety, 90 kilos. kilos. <laughs> Sixty kilos up. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. That's, That's pretty impressive. You've that like is tripled it. your body weight. Wow. <laughs> wow. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, I can resonate with that a lot in terms of I, I, I'm never going to be that person that can just go out and eat. I have always have that structure, even when I stop bodybuilding, which is going to be a long time, but I think I'll always have that 
it's just structure and um, having a plan in place is is paramount. Yeah, I think I think there's certain people who are like that who just need to live with that sort of um, live with that routine and structure all the way through their sort of bodybuilding life. I think I think obviously coming out of it towards the back end of when you're done and dusted with it, that that's when you cross that bridge when you come to it. But you'll never get out of being a structured and sort of routine sort of person. I mean, whether it be food or or, or training or just the way you go about things. Anyway, um, I still think after it, I think even if you're not competitive, yeah, I, I still think. I mean, it depends on the individual, but I always still think you'll still carry that with you. Because mm. some bodybuilders that retire, they still do, in a, in a way, bodybuilding, but just not on a competitive level. Yeah, they just train less frequently, eat less, yeah. they try so and downsize a little yeah. bit. I mean, that's that's very standard, isn't it? A lot of blokes do that when they're done with the pro ranks. They go, fuck this, I'm, not, I'm sick of being 300 pounds all the time. I want to be yeah. 200 and be healthy and be happy and still be able to lift weights and train and be look decent. That's what people do, isn't it, really? Yeah, if you take bodybuilding that far, you you enjoy the the things that make up bodybuilding, but maybe just not to the extreme that it's impeding your health. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. So what about what about other questions have you got, Caitlin? Okay, so um, this one, like, I, I really want to know what what your thought is on this. So, when did you decide that you actually wanted to be a female bodybuilder as opposed to like you know the classes like bikini, figure, women's physique? Um, well, I've always been the type of person that I generally do like pushing my body to extreme levels. But in turn, because I actually am passionate about bodybuilding because I do enjoy it, and I'm not doing it to torture myself like I did with like, anorexia, mm. I sort of want to think about longevity in the sport. So I do sort of not want to overly push my body to the point where I'm burnt out and I'm done and dusted because I actually want to do this for as long as I possibly can but at the same time I still want to make progress but just take the precautions on health basically. Okay. What, did, was there any sort of, did you look at figure girls and think I want to look like that or was it just one you just saw a female bodybuilder sort of a few oh, times? It was, um, there was one female bodybuilder that I looked to well she might have been a physique competitor actually but um it was her that I looked to, and I remember someone saying, I pointed it out to someone, and they said that, um, oh, if you want to look like this, it's, you can't do it naturally. Um, and that sort of made me question things. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, question it in terms of, like, question if you wanted to go down that route of bodybuilding, or, or what sort of thing? Yeah, because obviously you, you, you don't know anything about it when you... Yeah. Off, just... I, used to, I used to think fucking Ronnie Coleman was natural when I yeah, first started bodybuilding. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually. I used to I think, think he... everyone thought everyone was natural and they were all using creatine, and that was the same. <laughs> none of these guys use steroids. None of these three hundred pound shredded freaks use steroids. <laughs> and then we're all like, ten years down the line, we're all like, oh, okay. No <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think the desire to like, I don't want to live with regrets, so. At the same time, I don't want to push myself where I regret doing something bad to my health. Yeah. At the same time, I don't want to regret by thinking, well, I should have at least tried to do something. Yeah. So, so is your sort of thing that where you, you want to be able to push it to the absolute max? And female bodybuilding obviously is the absolute max in your regard. In your, yeah. If you were to go into like competitive competing, which you will. Um, but um, <laughs> um, but the, like, so that's, that was your thing. You sort of, you always wanted to push yourself and you sort of liked the look and that's where you wanted to go with it i've always liked the look from being i've always been i've not been a typical girly girl ever and okay. um, i've always liked 
I've always admired an athletic physique, and even from being like really young, yeah. um, I always used to. I couldn't wait to be like fourteen so I could start the gym. Mm. Um, and I just uh, from being young, I think I've always been competitive and always enjoyed sports and being athletic. Um, and then I think it's just I think sometimes when you have a passion for something, it's there with you from when you're young. You just have to like sort of go through things to find your purpose. Yeah, reveal it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, oh. it, it, it's think... a weird thing to get into, isn't it? Bodybuilding. It's not. It's not like. I mean, unless you've got parents that do it, it is a bit strange yeah. going into it. Like my parents have never done bodybuilding. Um, no. But it's just it came into my life, and that's. I just knew straight away that this was what I want to do. I want to do for the rest of my life. I think bodybuilding as well. It is obviously a lot of physical, but I think there's a lot of mental and sort of spiritual side of it mm. in a way yeah yeah definitely um I, I mean you've got to be you've got to have something up there in order to be a good bodybuilder like if, if you 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 could step on stage but you probably won't be able to take it to the extremes in terms of being a good pro get into the olympia unless you've got something up there that will separate that makes you fucking it. mental basically yeah yeah it's you absolutely off your tits to be able to do it but I I, that's, have... it, that's it isn't it, it yeah, is. yeah. It's, like, it's, a, it's a level of focus where everything else in your life doesn't matter all that matters is progression and that's and that's it, it's like it's very impressive um it's also a dangerous mindset to have but it's also it's it, it's part of it it's part and parcel of the body it's the nature of the beast really isn't it mm. so I do think you have to have an almost sort of OCD sort of mentality though to do it to do it all the way. Um, I think you do have to you have to be obsessed. I always think if you want to really achieve something, there has to be some sort of obsession with it. I don't mean an unhealthy obsession, but you, there has to be something there that's because that's what keeps you going and drive. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like passion towards it, isn't it? Like you mentioned before. Yeah, because not every day is going to be a good day at all. And uh, in bodybuilding, it, there is a lot of mind tricks and criticism, and it depends if you can hack that. And sometimes the criticism doesn't come from other people, it comes from yourself. Mm. And I think you've got to sort of learn to have a thick skin yeah. in, in life in general. But I think in bodybuilding, you have to be very truthful to yourself as well. Yeah, and it's good to have people around you who are going to be truthful, but who are also going to support you as well. Because when yeah. you get people blowing you up your ass, going, "Oh, you're you're amazing. You should compete. You should compete," but you're shit. Yeah. Like then, then those are the people you don't want around you. But you want people who are going to push you in a different regard, don't you? I think that's um, I think that's a, a you know a good way to go about it. Really. Have you got any more questions, Caitlin? Was there was there one more? Um. Yes. So it was actually, what are your future plans in terms of competing? Because when Tom told me that you never competed, I was like, you what? Like, I literally can't fathom it. Um, so if you've got any ideas, what you know, what are you looking Which for? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just want to know well, when are you going to compete? <laughs> I think I think with some people they choose to compete for the the sort of fame or popularity and to get out there, which is fair enough, that's what your goal is, but for me it's not about just winning a trophy or having my name known in it or anything, it's, it's generally because I generally do enjoy it, I'm generally passionate about it, mm. and when I stand on stage I want to I want to sort of make an impression on people and, and myself as well, so I don't want to just go on there just because, like Tom says, I'm ready to compete and stuff, but 
sometimes I sort of look at myself and think, am I going to sort of, without sounding like cringy or anything, am I going to leave a mark on people? Am I going to give people inspiration and am I going to leave like an impression, a positive yeah, impression? Yeah, you're going to make everyone go, why the fuck did we bother turning up? Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're going to do. You're going to turn around to the back here, back the more like a back relax and everyone's going to go, oh, oh, okay, we give up. Yeah, no mm. worries, no worries. Let's come back in two years. <laughs> that's, that's the sort of bodybuilding that I fell in love with. Like, there's the bikini classes and like toned figure although i do compete in toned figure that's not what i want to be i fell in love with the shredded mass just real bodybuilding and i think i genuinely think you're gonna bring that in i know we just said don't blow smoke up people's asses but i genuinely think like people are just gonna be like what yeah, um, and then when they do the bloody announcement, and then they're like, "Oh, and she's only twenty three or twenty four or twenty five or whatever." The crowd goes wild. People are gonna be like, "People are gonna be like, you're having a fucking giggle, mate." <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's nice. That's good, isn't it? And um, yeah, I think, I think, yeah, I think a lot of people jump on stage just for the fact that, especially at these first timers shows. Now, that's not to say that like people shouldn't start there. That's a fantastic place to start. But obviously, with PCA now offering the first timers shows, um, it does bring a lot of people who just simply are not ready to compete. You need to build a foundation, I think. Yeah. No matter what category you do, I still think you have to build a foundation. Yeah, yeah, massively. And then people people going into... I, I, I've seen bikini girls going into a prep and they've never been in a gym in their life or they've barely been in the gym and they'll go, I want to do this show. And people are like, why you don't train? And they're like, no, no, I'm just going to train for 20 weeks for it. And I've got a coach and I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do whatever it takes, bullshit. And I'm just like, okay, well, you're not going to place. Like, you have to have, I mean, there'll be girls there that have trained for the last five years that have never, you know, have only just thought, okay, now I'm ready. Um, even in bikini classes and things like that. I mean, um, it's just one of those things, isn't it, really? I mean, you don't, you don't like, you don't jump into it until you are ready if you are serious about it. If you're not serious about it, you'll start skipping away at physique classes and little bikini classes or whatever and then eventually maybe later down the line if you if you do get the love for it you'll you'll compete in the big, with the big boys and bodybuilding or classic or whatever but um I, I, very rarely that you see anyone go straight into female bodybuilding actually now this is um well that's why i've been building up to it because yeah i know i mean like when, to be fair i remember you showing me pictures of you when you when you got into it a bit more seriously and you even then you were probably like physique girl sort of size um or at least trained figure um, but yeah, you've waited, which is cool. So there we go. Following well, on well, from what you were saying about people hopping into shows, I think that's why that's the biggest reason as to why bodybuilding gets a bad rep nowadays. I think it, it's it's the people who actually compete that are coming out of a show, not placing, and then blaming it on X, Y, and Z. When I, I think that's I think that's a bad part of bodybuilding. I don't yeah. know if it will get a bad give it a bad rep. I think the bad rep comes from the copious amounts of drugs that we all take. But um, <laughs> but, but, and I the think a lot that, of it is the the attitude that some people carry as well with it. Because I think I think um, if there's like an arrogant attitude, yeah, yeah, there's some bodybuilders that have a very arrogant attitude towards others as well. And I think part of that is what gives it a bad rep more than just the drug side of it. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm. I think, I think, yeah, you get, you get. Oh, he's that, he's that, you know, he's that fucking Bravo, you know, Johnny Bravo sort of style person, like a bit of an asshole, but up his, you know, he's jacked and whatever, and he thinks he fucking runs the place. Like, it's, you get that sort of type, don't you? The mm. guy who who 
takes his first cycle of test or something and thinks he's fucking, you know, Johnny Big Balls. Um, have you noticed those types don't ever make it right to the top? Mm. They don't make it anywhere. They don't make <laughs> it anywhere at all. They end up in prison half the fucking time. <laughs> yeah. And there's no step. Well, there are steroids there, but they're shit. But there's, yeah. there's, no, there's no good. There's no good nutrition in prison. It's fucking mashed potato and rice and tins of tuna if you're lucky. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Right. Do we have anything else to ask, ask Natalie? I personally don't have anything else. Uh, do you have anything? Oh yeah, I have something that will basically just for a bit of shock factor. Um, this will this will get all the questions in Natalie's inbox after this, and don't worry, it's not going to be those creepy muscle guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that afterwards, Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, so Nat, what are your what are your best lifts in terms of like actual like training? So what what are some Ooh, lifts yeah. that you've done that you're impressed? Like like dumbbell press or um, like a shoulder press or like you know barbell rope? Any big lift? Any big compound sort of movement? Anything that you've done that you're relatively proud of that you can remember off the top of your head? Um, well, you know I don't do like run one rep maxes as well. No, I do, like, my heaviest weights will be six reps, and I don't really like going below that, so I like to keep it six and above. Yeah. Um, so I'd probably say um, dumbbell uh, incline press, um, 52.5 kilograms for six reps. That's 52 in each hand, isn't it? So that's just yeah. one of me in each hand, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, and then... The flat barbell bench press, um, I did 110 for six reps. What, what have you done on T-bar row? Um, close grip, I've done 107 kilogram. On T-bar? Yeah. Fucking hell. What's that? What the fuck? Really? Five plates in a fucking seven? Yeah, I've got it. Oh, wow. yeah I've got it on uh, my Instagram. Oh video. I was scrolling through and I was just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, but you, your dumbbell row is pretty, pretty schmexy as well, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose. But... Oh, he's... <laughs> oh, yeah, just casually row like 17. No, it's no big deal, Tom. Jesus. Do you know what? I know you never, I know you never, you'll never do it. And that's, that's like fine. Because obviously like, you know, it's not your passion, it's not your drive, whatever. But if you went into powerlifting that, you would shit them up in there. They go by weight classes, or don't oh, they? No, no, you're mega heavy, aren't you? You wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're like a super heavyweight. You'd be like the weakest super heavyweight out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, never mind. Never mind. We'll leave that then. <laughs> Imagine that. A few days out from your comp, I'm like, nah, let's leave it. We'll just do powerlifting instead. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> nah, that's not that. That's cool, anyway. Um, Nat, how long have you been training for? Um... Bodybuilding itself, 2015. Uh, the gym since 2014. Okay, cool. So you've been t- so you've been weightlifting and taking it relatively seriously since about 2015, and then it's progressed over time. And now, like it's like how, how si- you're very serious about it now. So it sort of did it just build up over time, really. I was very serious about it um, towards 2016. Towards so it only took a year to get into like the, the depths of it, basically. Well, no, I always had that drive, and I always had, I always had it inside me. It's just uh, I went the wrong way with it. Oh, <laughs> uh, what when you first started? 
Well, I mean, like, with the anorexia and stuff. Oh, I see. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Uh, From being young, I just, I generally have had that sort of mentality since growing up. Yeah. Of just wanting to progress and stuff, and then obviously, and be, like, very driven with something, but you just didn't have anything to be driven with until you found it. Yeah, and that's why I feel like, now I've done bodybuilding, and now I'm doing it, I feel like I've found me. I found them myself. That's nice. And I feel like it's part of my identity now, so that's why I do have a very emotional attachment to it. Yeah. Um, and that's probably why I get quite um, quite down or criticism of myself when things don't feel like they're going right, because I'm just so passionate about it that I just I want things to just go around. I want to be better. You get, and I want yeah, to... you get very frustrated, don't you, when a lift doesn't go yeah. up. We bigger you look at yourself and you think oh I look softer or whatever but I've seen that first hand we've spoken obviously loads of times but um, when, when we when you whenever you anything starts you get a bad check-in with me and you send me the pictures and I'm like yeah you look amazing yeah you, like you look great you're up you know up like half a kilo strength's better food's gone down nicely and you're like no 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 like, it's not enough and I'm just like it's fine chill like you, you get really upset about it don't you like yeah but sometimes I think I, I don't I, I like that sort of mentality because I feel like that's part of what's keeping me actually going. Yeah, and it makes you, it makes you yeah, I, more interested. So I think, I think if you don't have that, you'll be like, oh, it's all right. And that, then I think, I think that. that sort of attitude builds up. And I think that's when people sort of, they don't push themselves enough because they have this sort of acceptance of, oh, I've had a bad day. And then sometimes if they keep having bad days, they sort of just, it becomes less, I don't know, they, they sort of not push themselves the same. They're not making like, changes to stop those sort of bad days coming around. Yeah, they almost let the, the bad days just take over them. Yeah. So, I mean, we all have them, but it's it's how you sort of move forward from it. A good bodybuilder um, will never be satisfied, ever, I don't no, think. No, never. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing as well, Matt, um, I meant to ask, um, so so this is a little bit more of a touchy one, but you mentioned before, with, you've had some sort of discrimination, obviously, with being a female bodybuilder, whether it be for jobs or things like that, you've obviously come across that. Do you feel like there is a bit of a stigma towards it, towards a, a woman who comes in who's jacked and, you know, who's a bit larger than life? Do you feel like that's... Well, I don't see myself like that, so that's why I sort of question, well, what is it? <laughs> but yeah. um, I suppose some interviews I have been to and they sort of almost take the piss out of you kind of thing. Um, I suppose, I don't really take notice of it to be honest. I mean, if these jobs can't accept me for who I am, then I really don't want to work in that company. No, no, no. And that's, I think that's one of the problems with a lot of, with a lot of female bodybuilders, obviously, if the gym is very much their passion, they're, they're, chances are females they can, as well. Sorry, say that again. It's worse for females than males, I think. Because I think, I think with females, it's obviously more obvious. Yeah, yeah. If a bloke walks in and he's big, he just blends in with a bunch of other tall guys, yeah. doesn't he? Really? Do you know what I mean? Like if he's just a big guy, they're like, oh, big, you know, because they wouldn't differentiate between me being, you know, next to a guy who's like six foot eight. They'd be like, oh yeah, the two big guys over there. Like they wouldn't see, oh, the jacked one and the really tall one. They, they just, it's just big in general, isn't it? But if a woman walks in and she's like six foot two, mm-hmm. people would be like, whoa, what the fuck? Like it's, it's a very different sort of thing, isn't it? The same as the female walks in and she's, she's jacked to fuck. It's very, it's, it's not expected. So that's probably like where this sort of, it's just intolerance for anything that's different, which is unfortunate, but it's part and parcel, isn't it? It's one of those, it's yeah. not good, it's not good, but I think it's just one of those things that... Um, I, think, I think what matters the most is if you're happy with yourself, it doesn't matter yeah, what other people think. And yeah, I, I don't mean... If you make money, 
you know, as a yeah. self-employed person than, than sod it. Like, who cares? Not just bodybuilding like, as well. I think in life in general, I just think, you know, if you're happy with it, who cares what anyone else thinks? It really doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, 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 no. I just mean with, uh, with like, with like work and stuff, obviously, if you can work for yourself as well, and you're 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 still able to obviously you can look the way you want to look, and it doesn't really matter. But if you're still able to make money or even more money doing what you want to do as a self-employed person, then fuck them, like, do you know what I mean? Well, because I am passionate about everything like nutrition and stuff like that, um, I am going to set up with myself uh, self-employment. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Oh, brilliant! Have we, so right, so one thing we wanted to talk on was um female bodybuilding being put back into the olympia and obviously now that it's now that it was uh, it was uh, obviously it was taken away for a, a number of years i believe it was that like two or three years was that is that right now you might know more than me i'm sure it was 2014 i don't know that numbers like stayed in my head so, so maybe four or five years it's been gone i think so yeah yeah so th- this is the thing as well so obviously it was taken away i forget back, back then i wrote following bodybuilding I didn't yeah. know anything about it, so I'm I'm assuming it was 2014. I think. Yeah, yeah, I would I would assume it's I would assume it's around that sort of time. That's it's been that sort of length of time. Now it's coming back at the obviously next year, which is which is fantastic. Um, is there anything that you've seen that like obviously? There's there's a multitude of reasons why they why they said they were taking it out, but it was all very sort of it was all just bullshit. Like, wasn't it? It was basically like saying, oh, it's not very healthy for them. It's like these women are pushing their bodies to the extremes, blah, 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 blah. Yet they leave in the physique class. Now, it, surely it's just a slightly down From what I heard, I think it was more to do with um, people thinking that female bodybuilders were looking too manly. Yeah. Well, they can look the way they bloody want to look. Like, I mean, I mean, you can say that about any bodybuilding class at all yeah. for women. Like, even well, from... Yeah. Even from fucking toned figure or something like you could in say. My, oh, that's really my opinion: Do you think any woman of any category with very very low body fat is going to look very feminine? She's not. No. The, the, like your face is drawn in. I mean, even men look like you know they're on drugs. I don't mean steroids either. <laughs> but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when, when someone's dieted down to the absolute maximum, they look like a fucking. Yeah. Crack you, you don't. You don't look healthy. No. And as for women as well, it's it's like the the fat in our face that actually makes us look feminine. You're gonna like really cut down and body fat. I mean, I think it's I personally think the body fat is what keeps people looking feminine, if you want to call it that. And I think um, because it's not natural for a woman to be very, very lean and, and muscular, I think that's where society gives it such a, a bad name. Yeah, when, when when they're off season and they're all poofed up and bloated and whatever, no one will really say anything. They go, "Oh, she's jacked," but they won't go, "Oh, she looks like a bloke." But when she's yeah. when when a woman's peeled down to the absolute bone, they'll go, "Oh, Jesus!" Like, won't they? They'll be like, you know, they'll say rude comments and shit, won't they? So it's almost yeah. like a badge of honor, the face when it's, it's a badge of honor. <laughs> like you know, you're in condition when you've got the the crackhead sort of. Yeah. Yeah, my, my face goes pretty bad when I like. It starts super, super fat. And that's why it looks so fucking different <laughs> at the end. <laughs> like my cheeks are gone. <laughs> like Mish is like, oh yeah, you're um, you look, you look really ill, and I'm like, oh good, it's working then. Like it's working. <laughs> yeah, I'm yet to uh, experience the the bad. Your face thing. got your face got leaner though, didn't it? You got yeah, more drawn in. A little though. bit, but you know, we can do more. <laughs> it's when women lose their boobs as well, I suppose, because they obviously a lot of it is fat tissue. So, oh, yeah. if you don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. 
if they're, if they're long gone and they're replaced with pets, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's gone anyway. Mm. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, yeah, I think I think it's I think it was mainly to do with obviously like they were saying, oh, the women were getting too manly and blah blah blah, etc. Um, but then 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 people, you know, obviously there there was still a love for it and there's still a demand for it. It's not saying that there's no talent. I mean, look at Iris Kyle. The woman's won it ten fucking times, right? Um, you know, she's the she's the she's in reality the most successful pro bodybuilder ever. Yeah. Yet she gets no recognition for it at all because because it's it's sort of kept a bit more hush hush with people. like with we see on like social media they're plastering Sean Roden, Phil Heath, oh look Jay Cutler's won it, da da da, this guy's won it, whatever people have won it. But then the female bodybuilding they're like, oh Iris Kyle won again. By the way, we won't show any pictures, but there you go, just to let you know. Like it's all kept hush hush, which is again I think then. The, the actual people, the promoters, the the people running it and influencing it and whatever, uh, whether the Olympia or the Arnold Classic or anything top level, they are keeping it quiet because they don't really want to show it. But then obviously there's been a demand for it, so it's been brought back, which is good. I think it's a good thing. So I don't have a problem with Fimba Body building in the slightest. I think it's brilliant. If someone wants to look like that, then they want to look like that. That's it's their choice and their decision, isn't it? Like, I love the fact that when they just come out like it's wow it's just it's just one of those wow moments and that's what i love about yeah. bodybuilding yeah it's good isn't it it's, mm. it's good i think i think do you know what the worst thing about it is the women who have to make the bikinis the people making the bikinis for them making gigantic ones for fucking massive backs <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> get, imagine getting the measurements you imagine a little seamstress getting the measurements oh so your chest is 52 inches have we got anything else we were going to go over um i haven't got anything off the top of my head i mean i honestly like that it's a a massive insight into female bodybuilding and it's just amazing like your mindset as well is great it's literally like if you had to write down what a successful bodybuilder needs to like from what you've explained like spoken about you've you've got it so i am i'm just so excited sorry i can't i'm like i'm a bit of a fangirl I know, like, oh. I know. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> Who are going to, who are going to be competing or whatever in the future 
if you're not willing to put time and effort into a, each and the, like every individual and treat them all with the same sort of respect and treat them all with the same sort of understanding, then you're not. Re- Obviously, there's a limit, right? You can't. There's like you can't. If you've got some bikini girl who fucks a diet every five minutes, it's probably best to just sack her off because she's just not going to do anything with it. But if you've got someone who's genuinely committed but they are really mentally struggling with stuff, then that's it's a very different story to someone just being crap with dieting. And then yeah. you have, oh, come I, don't on, mean, I don't mean mentally struggling with um, actually sticking to the plan, but more so the sort of yeah, um, maybe more hormonal side of it, the anxiety potentially because um, we do go through stuff like that and I think sometimes I think you need to have a good communication with your coach because I think I think communication is key with everything yeah I, th- I think yeah it's definitely good to have like communication I mean what would you say Caitlin like what would you um, say like yeah so uh, funnily enough Jan put up a post about me this evening and I, I didn't even realize but it's just you, I don't know if you know, but you just when you've got a coach, we just click, and yeah. like I'm not a very emotional person, but funnily enough, this week, like, because I've been, because bodybuilding is such such um like not an obsession, like what we what we've said, I've had to, I've I haven't been priori- prioritizing schoolwork, and it's almost like, I've finished competing now, and I've come back to school. And it's just everything's a bit too much, and um, I feel comfortable going and speaking to my coach just because I like I know I've had a great like a great season. I've enjoyed it, but yeah, I've still got that I'm not good enough because all aspects of my life I haven't been able to keep them all in balance. And I know that you shouldn't have to, but it I don't know. It's just um, if that makes sense, like. Just in in all aspects of life, I want to be as good as I can be, and I feel like I'm not. The the thing is as well, Kate. One thing you've got to remember is like it, bodybuilding is always going to be there, and having three yeah. weeks or four weeks now where you deload a little bit and you chill and take maybe take your sessions down a little bit or or you know whatever. Maybe you can still stick to your food. That ain't going to be hard. But as long as you like, if you have to change training to three times a week or twice yeah. a week for like two three weeks, yeah, psychologically that's going to fuck you up. And but but realistically, is it going to mess around with your body? No, it's probably going to do some world of good. So sometimes. But like, like I know, I know we have to be passionate about it, and I know we have to have drive towards it and prioritize it. But sometimes, in the long run, it's better to just put it on the back bench, for, even for a short period of time, because otherwise it'll bite you in the ass later down the line, won't mm-hmm. it? Like if you don't have, if you don't go through with your college work now, you don't get to uni. You don't get to uni. You don't get a decent job. You don't get a decent job. You don't get. A, you're not able to make enough money to pay for bodybuilding. Yeah. So realistically, you doing these three or four weeks now where you graft will pay off for the bodybuilding like it just will won't it like yeah if you if you don't get through through if you just fuck the course walk off and go start this I'm, I'm not going to uni i don't want to do this you're you're stuck and you go oh okay well do you, do you see where i'm coming from i'm yeah, not saying everyone yeah. has to do that and everyone has to go to uni but for you as an individual that's probably the smarter move isn't it you, is that right yeah is that a good point to make or? yeah you can always try the university can't you sorry you can always find a gym near the university yeah, she'll be able to train. You'll be able to train at uni. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, that's absolutely fine. Yeah, it's just um, it's all of a sudden it's come all at once. But I do yeah. feel like with my coach, I can definitely talk to him. And um, but I feel like some people might not uh want to speak up necessarily if they're not feel you know if their mental health isn't maybe where they want it to be because 
their coach expects so much of them and they don't want to, you know, burden them with... Yeah, that's one thing that you don't want to be a partner with. You don't want to be associated with someone like that. Someone who's just like, someone who's just like, oh, I don't care, just crack on with the plan. I don't mm. I'm not, I'm got time for this bullshit. Like, that's not someone you want to be no. around. So. Well, I don't think that's a good coach, personally. I think a coach, a coach is a package and I think that comes with the mental side of it and the physical side of it. If you want to just do the physical, then be a personal trainer, in my opinion. Mm. If you want to actually, if you want to call yourself a coach, a coach has many aspects to it and it's not just give this plan and go off with it. Mm. Yeah, and then whenever the plan starts needing to be changed, they just change it and go, off you go again. It's not one of those situations. It's more a case of, like, when you're doing the check-ins, I mean, I do you know what? Someone actually said this to me that was just fucked up. I said They need to listen as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So someone said this to me the other day, one of my clients, goes, he goes, one of the things I've learned from you the most, Tom, is ask people how they're feeling. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know that. I just realised I do that quite a bit. Like, in the middle of the week, I'll send out, like, a big... I'll copy the message, I'll turn my Wi-Fi off, I'll send it to all of my coaches, all my clients, I'll go, how are you getting on, how's the week going? And then I'll turn the Wi-Fi back on so it sends it all at once so I'm not burdened with, like, having to bounce back messages. And then I'll just sit there for, like, three hours sometimes, just getting back to people and just literally know, like, how are they getting on with training, what's going on, like, literally just covering... I'm not, not like... Not their life shit. Like, I don't care if, like, you know, the fucking, you know, the cat ran away or some bullshit. I mean, that's sad, but it's not part of my, <laughs> part of my job description. But I'll just, if everything's going okay, if they'll, because it's better to check up with them midweek than get to the end of the week and everything's gone tits up. Do you know what I mean? Like, no? Okay, we'll leave it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Okay, cool. Is, right, is there anything um, else that you want to say? Sorry? Is there anything else that you wanted to say? Anything else I wanted to say? Yeah. <laughs> no. Is Nat got anything else you wanted to say? Uh, no, I think we've covered most things. Yeah. No, I oh, really uh, enjoyed that. Thank oh, you. Oh, uh, actually. Oh. Uh, what was, was there anything else I was going to say? Oh, come oh, on. Oh, yeah. Can you, you picked any shows for next year? Are you competing next year? I'm not competing year? next year. I You're come, not competing next year? No, no. I want to come back when I'm good enough to win. Oh, okay. Cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's going to take 25 years, but then I'll be too old to compete, so it'll be cool. Masters. Masters 50s class. I'll come back and people will be like, oh, didn't that guy used to coach people? And I'll be like, yeah, I'm back. Took me 25 years, but I put on five pounds on my soul and now I'm ready. So. Wow, amazing. <laughs> well, no, now, I'll an IF, now I'll be an IFB pro, retired. 10 Olympia yeah, wins. Ten, 10 Olympia wins, yeah. <laughs> 11, just to be Iris's record. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, no, honestly, thank you so much, Natalie, for coming on. Like, um, I didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you, but, like, that was a really great insight into female bodybuilding and just bodybuilding in general. I think you've got such a good attitude towards it, and it's it's great to hear, to be honest with you. Oh, Natalie, before you go, give us a plug for your social media presence. Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> what's your Instagram handle? So people can follow you if they want to. Oh, um underscore natalie edmondson underscore i'll put it in the show notes as well cool yeah no thank you very much if for anyone wants to see if any blokes want to see someone lift more than them um and they can feel really really emasculated about everything and feel like they're a complete pussy that's the that's the that's the instagram page to watch yeah definitely yeah some blokes get off on that we don't want to talk about those though <laughs> <laughs> okay Right, well, thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'm sure we will be back very soon. Uh, hopefully with another guest, maybe. Yeah, 
Maybe next week. Maybe next week. We'll see. But yeah, thank you very much and goodbye.